Welcome to the Balanced Life Podcast. I am your host, Atiqua, and today we have a very special guest joining us. She's facing some challenges in regards to her finances from low credit score to no savings and just trying to get things together. But we are going to help her turn everything around, get her some practical strategies, some support, and a roadmap to some financial stability. So stay tuned. Now, we this episode is pretty much turning financial chaos into stability and I know a lot of times when things start to go downhill for people, it kind of seems like an impossible situation, but with the proper strategy and with the proper tools in your belt, I have nothing but faith that you can turn it around, especially if you stick to a plan. So what Miss Ashley has said to me was her finances are all in shambles, credit score is low, and she's unable to save. I have no savings or retirement plan. I owe taxes. I was also just laid off from my job. I would love a conversation on how to turn all of this around. My marriage is rocky and I have three children. I want to be able to stand on my own two feet, have my money work for me in stocks, maybe live off dividends in the future. I'm not sure, but I am not sure where to start. All right. So hello, Miss Ashley. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. So again, first off, thank you for being our first podcast guest in terms of creating strategy sessions, because this is definitely new, and I think I might keep this up. <laughs> so okay, thank you for having me. Of course. So just reading about your current financial situation, a lot of things stuck out to me, and it just seems like things have been piled on for you in quick or rapid succession, right? Yes. Okay. So when it comes to your current financial state, was the income an issue or a job loss an issue that started the, the snowball effect for everything else? Or was that just something added into the mix that made it worse? That was something added into the mix. I feel like the when I was working, it was a budgeting issue. Okay. So when you say budgeting issue, was it not coming to an agreement or one person not wanting to budget and then the other person wanting to budget? Yes. Both of those. Like I would need to budget and I find, you know, follow all these finance group girls and I'm like, oh, we should try this method. We should try that method. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, let's just pay the bills and just, you know, when it comes, just pay it. So I think it was both like sometimes wanting a budget, sometimes not, and just not being on the same page. Okay. So yeah, that can definitely be stressful when you're not on the same page with your your partner because you guys are supposed to kind of handle everything as it comes instead of wanting to go with the flow. And I, you're not the only person that I've talked to that one person wants to be the budgeter and the saver and the other person is just like, ah, it's okay. It seems like those people always find each other. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so we'll definitely talk about some strategies and tools behind that and even some suggestions. Now, obviously, I am not a marriage counselor or anything like that, but I can give right. you some tools that can at least help you get down a path of coming to sort of resolution. And then I would more than likely recommend having a conversation and possibly finding some sort of counselor or therapist to help you both get on the same page when it comes to finances and everything else, too. So, okay, because <laughs> there wasn't, because the job loss was 
just something added to the pile and not the catalyst. Was the fact that you guys weren't on the same page, was that the biggest thing that caused the issues in regards to your credit and taxes? Yes, I feel like that's what that's exactly what caused the issue. And we just, we've been together for a long time too. So like over 15 years. So we kind of grew, we grew up together and we're in our thirties. So we grew up together and we, you know, as teenagers or even, we never knew anything about money. So it was a lot of like, should we pay this? Do we do that? Like, it was just different, you know, family telling us, oh, get a credit card, just pay everything off in there and just pay it off. And, or it was like, oh, you don't have to pay taxes right away. It's a different way to do your taxes. And it is just everything I feel like this year has caught up to us. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we feel like we finally, you know, we're, we're, we was making a, a good amount of money. And now it's kind of like, okay, we were too busy enjoying the money, to be honest, traveling and all that, because we finally started making some <laughs> and not when we should have been possibly paying down the debt, paying down the taxes and all that other stuff, or even saving it. Because now, like, I lost my income and it's like, okay, we can still pay the necessities, but now we have all this extra stuff that we accrued and looking at us. Got you. Okay. So... With your recent job loss, has that made has that caused more issues for you guys, or is it kind of still the same? It caused it's still the same. Honestly, it's been two weeks since I lost my job, so it hasn't okay. really really hit us that that bad. But when I received your email, I was like, oh yeah, I need I, this is what I need like right away because I don't want it to cause more strain on us and financially. Yes, you know, he can handle all the bills by himself and it'd probably be best for me to stay home because of like, you know, we have three kids and it's easier right. like me be able to cook the meals instead of us just ordering out all the time and like actually being here and doing things, we're able to cut certain costs. But at the same time, it's like, I don't want it to be such a, a strain on already like rocky situation. That makes sense for sure. So I don't know if you've had a financial strategy session before where people kind of just lead with the finances. I'm not going to do mm-hmm. that. <laughs> okay. um, I believe that the home foundation has to be covered first before we start getting into financial strategies, because if that foundation's not right, whatever we talk about today, if you're going to be continuing as a unit, it's, it's not going to work. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about the the foundation first. And I do like the fact that you brought up that it might be better to be home with the kids. Do you, are they school age? Or are they daycare? I have all of them. I have a, a daycare pre-K, pre-K slash daycare. Then I have a, well, I guess now they're two middle schoolers. I have a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old. So that's where we're at as far as the children go. Okay. All right. So we all know when it comes to relationships, money is one of the biggest issues that people typically have. And I want to really dive deep into what you guys can do while you're coming up with a game plan to make it easy. Because I know once finances start to take a toll on top of life and on top of everything else, then it just feels like eventually, what am I doing this for? We're not getting anywhere. It's just constant nothingness. So 
do you guys talk about money often or is it sort of like a passing conversation? Like, hey, this is due or, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, but it's not like a, an intentional sit down conversation. It's not an intentional sit down because I feel like the sit down turns into like either an argument or we just like, we're going to agree to disagree <laughs> type thing. Like for the past, like, let me give you an example for like our rent. Like I, I like to get money orders. I know it's like super old school, but I like to get money orders because if it's in the accounts, like we're going to spend it. So I'm like, let's just get a money order. So like the past four or five days, I'm like, did you get the money order? Did you get the money order? Did you get the money order? And it's just like, yeah, 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 I'm going to get it. I'm like... But I don't want it to be late. And you have another extra hundred dollars you got to pay, you know? So it's kind of yeah. like, I feel like I'm nagging and I don't like to feel like I'm nagging. So it's never like, I would love to sit down and say, this is what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. We did try that a couple months and it and it seemed to work. But like when like birthdays and stuff start coming up, people want to do their own thing. And it's just like, I can't live like that. Okay. Okay. So the first thing that the first thing that I kind of want to bring up is having money dates with each other where you know the kids are already taken care of they're probably asleep or whatever the case is and you and your husband can just have like a legitimate hey you know I just want to talk to you cuz I know things have been a little rocky for us lately and I know I just lost my job a couple of weeks ago so I just want to talk about what's happening because as you know inflation is wild and everything is riding on your income right now. And I want to make sure that we're both on the same page and have a game plan. Is he pretty open to is he pretty open to communication? And is it in yeah. mm -hmm. okay? So I know this is something me and my husband fell off with for a while, but I think we've we've gotten into a pretty a pretty good rhythm. But Thursday nights were like our check-in nights. You know, we would say, Hey, how are you doing? How's life? How's everything outside the home for you? How's everything inside the home for you? We covered that. But then we would also talk about, okay, this is what is going on money-wise. This is what's happening with business. This is what's happening with my job. This is what's going on, you know, with our expenses. And this is what I would like to see. When I, it took a long time to get there because <laughs> you, I like to say that we all speak different languages. And it's all about figuring out the best mm -hmm. language to use <laughs> so that we are received. <laughs> because mm -hmm. when you said that <laughs> you don't want to feel like you're nagging and sometimes it can feel like we're nagging because it's like we're asking the same thing over and over and you're not listening. And it's not that yeah. right. you're not <laughs> listening fully. It's just in their brain, they don't hear or they don't feel the, the sense of urgency like, oh, it's going to get taken care of. So I think if we find another way to be like, okay, hey, I need your undivided attention attention, and don't interrupt. I just want to get this out and we can talk about it further. Or if he's someone who's super visual or, you know, logical or analytical, I even made PowerPoints. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we had the meetings together, I was able to be like, okay, these are my thoughts. They're organized. They're not all, the all over the place because- one thing I've learned with my husband is you give him points A and B. I'm someone who wants to give you point A, A1, A2, A3, B, B1, B2, and B3. <laughs> right. He wants to add, ask for the additional information if he needs it. So would it be too much to say, 
or for you to create some sort of PowerPoint to organize your thoughts, keep it simple, sweet, and to the point. And then if you need to expand on anything, if he has questions, you can do that with a meeting. Yeah, I've done that before. Like I'll get, he's simple like that too. He doesn't like, like, like if it's like a category groceries, like, like he just wants the mount, boom, that's it. But like me, I would break it down. Like I'm spending this much at Kroger, this much at Aldi, like, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of like, yeah, I, I've done that before. I mm-hmm. think the problem with us when we do it, it's like just basically staying consistent with it. Gotcha. Okay. Well, then this is one of those things where I think it sounds like it could be beneficial to just delegate tasks. Everyone has their strengths and weaknesses <laughs> in relationships. And because he is someone who is working and he's ha- he has the income, but you have the foresight and you you want to make sure that everything is stable for you guys. Do you think that he would be okay with one, delegating a certain amount of money to a separate account specifically for bills and then have you handle that? Yeah, I think he'll be open to that. Okay, because I, I think if I think if you are able to tell him what your goals and your plans are, and then offer to take that stuff off of his plate, it also it will also kind of be one of those things that will double for you. Like you don't have to worry about him not doing anything, but you also know that it's getting taken care of because you're doing it, right? Because, listen, I know. (laughs) (laughs) And and you have three kids and you're at home with them now since you've been laid off. But I think it would cause less stress if you're able to take that weight off of him and you carry it because you know that it's actually going to get done. And I think eventually it'll start to ease the pressure off of you guys a little bit. Okay, that that makes sense. I like that idea. Okay, because... You know, mm-hmm. even <laughs> even no matter how much we make at home, I still will say, hey, this is where it needs to go here. This is what needs to go here, blah, blah, blah. So that way I can take a lot of that stuff off of his plate. I don't have to worry about him forgetting, even though if I do forget, he'll pick up the slack from time to time. But I think it's that that teamwork. OK, you bring home the money. I manage the money and we're all good. Right. Kind of like the old school way. I know my grandma used to say. My granddad came home with his paycheck, slapped it on the dresser, and then he <laughs> went about his business. <laughs> yeah, that I like that. I, I like it that way too, to be honest. Like, <laughs> at least I know that it's it's getting done, you know. Yeah, and then, but I would say to be delicate in how you approach that topic mm-hmm. because you don't want it to feel. Uh, you don't want it to for him to feel like that you're trying to take control because you think he's irresponsible or you think he's stupid or anything like that. It's just framing it as like, hey, you know, I know that we keep having this conversation and I know that you probably have a lot on your plate when it comes to work. So what I want to do is, hey, these are the goals. This is what I'm thinking. And I want to go ahead and just have you allocate money to this specific account so I can manage the bills and you don't have to worry about it. Okay. So it sounds like you're doing him a favor. Right. (laughs) Right. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do think that once you guys have that conversation and you have the plan and you're working the plan of you managing the money, once he puts it in that account, then you start to 
fall into a routine of constant communication. And once you start making income again, if you do go back to work, you have that separate account for the bills and everything is, is handled. And then even if you are comfortable, eventually automating everything so you don't even have to worry about it eventually. When it comes to your accounts, how do you guys share accounts? Are they all individual? Do you put everything into one account? We had what did you call joint accounts, but then it was just like, oh, it was like all the money was going there. There was no separation. And then we both were just spending. So now we have um, separate accounts, but I do have one account that I had created to add him on, but just with our work schedules, we were never able like to go and like do it together. Cause I guess with the bank, you have to be in person and do it together. So, I mean, now we have time so we can do okay. that, but you know, I have time. I just have to work around his schedule. And then I was thinking about maybe doing that, but I'm not sure what, like, he, I, don't, I know he wouldn't mind having the same account because we had it, but if it was structured to where, okay, we both have the same account and the bills are going here, I think it would be okay. Okay. Because I think what would be a good idea is you, he has his own checking and savings account. You have your own checking and savings account. And then there's a joint checking and savings account for household expenses, household goals. And your individual accounts are for your individual goals. I'm never a fan of just pooling all the money into one account. That's too much chaos in my personal mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and even though you're married, you're still an individual. You still want to do your own things. You still have your hobbies. You still have your own individual expense expenses. So right. if you are able to open up the joint account and the, the purpose for those joint accounts are specifically for household expenses and goals, I think that'll also ease the pressure up on you a little bit because you're not worrying about just this cesspool of money <laughs> that has no real purpose. Uh, so okay. it just looks like money is sitting there and it's just going to be spent. Okay. I like that idea. Who, I love that uh, idea. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you bank with? Navy Federal. Oh, well, dang, you should be able to I have a Navy Federal account. You should be able yeah. to open the accounts online together. I wonder if I did it separate. So I wonder if I if I do it, I'll create a new one together and see how that one. Let's see how it goes. So okay. I was trying to add him on to one of my accounts. Gotcha. Okay. It's been a while since I've logged into that app, but I believe there should be a setting in there. If not, customer service should be able to walk you through it. But okay. However you do it, just make sure that you guys have your individual accounts in separate accounts. And then you also are able to fall into that category of your dollars having jobs. So your individual accounts, the money that's in there is to take care of you individually as a person, you know, not as a mom, not as a mm -hmm. wife, but you as a person and same thing for him. And then if you want to take it another step further, you can create another joint account and those are expenses specifically for the kids. Okay. Okay, I like that. I know it makes things a lot easier for separation. I don't know if it's my ADHD <laughs> or <laughs> my need to have things in categories to make life easy, but having our separate accounts makes things so much easier because we don't have to worry about, okay, well, there's a couple hundred dollars sitting in this account. What for? What was the purpose? And then right. you think, oh, we, we took care of everything. And next thing you know, that $500 had a purpose. We just didn't know. <laughs> right. And that's what has happened in the past. Yes. So separation definitely, I think, would be another green check mark for y'all. Okay. Okay. And then outside of the money aspect, 
how are you guys normally? Are you kind of, you know what? I'm just going to rip off the bandaid because we don't have time to sugarcoat. Yeah, go stuff. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> are you guys more acting like a couple or kind of like roommates at this point? I think like we go through seasons, child. You know, marriage. So I feel like right now, <laughs> right now it's it's giving roommate. To be honest, like it's giving roommate, but like we like each other. But it's more so like <laughs> it's more so like okay, well, are we doing this half? Are we doing this whole? Like it's just you know. I think honestly, just because we were thinking about separating, or possibly getting a divorce, so we kind of like drew back from each other. And I just feel like now we're just in a space where, you know, we're trying to figure out, figure us out mm-hmm. in a sense. But right now it's feeling like roommates, but like at the end of the day, I know that he's always going to take care of me and he's never going to like leave me high and dry. So that's why he's like, you know, maybe this is a sign for us to get back on the same page and blah, 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 and all that stuff. So I don't know. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> so then when's the last time you, when's the last time that y'all just enjoyed each other? Like, Went on a date, been was big kids all day, not parents. It's been just... months. It's been months. Okay. So I know if I know since there's only one source of income right now, money might be a little tight. So going on like date nights might not be as frequent. But what about incorporating or getting into the habit of incorporating at least one or two date nights a month? Where you don't even necessarily have to spend any money. If you, <laughs> if there's like a, a park in your area that has like a little duck pond and it's nice, have a little picnic out there or just whatever you guys enjoy that you can do for free that's just enjoying each other's company and space. Not talking about finance, not talking about the home, not talking about the kids, just actually enjoying y'all as individuals, like y'all a boyfriend and girlfriend again. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Like we we used to take walks and all that stuff together and you know, I think it's just fell off for I guess whatever reason that life got in the way. But yeah. I think that I mean I'm open to it. I'm sure he is too. Yeah, and then you know, don't be afraid to initiate some stuff. You get on Pinterest, get on spicy talk something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and see um, you know, what other what kind of date nights and stuff that are available that will kind of just help you guys rekindle because if you, it sounds like y'all are working towards sticking together, which is awesome. So you want to make sure that you are creating that foundation where no matter what happens, I might not like you today. I might not like you tomorrow, but regardless, I know our foundation is strong. We just got to get back to liking each other (laughs) and being intentional about getting to know who we are now because y'all been together 15 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Now, when it comes to your income stream, what what were you doing before you got laid off? I was a project manager. Okay. So I like organization. (laughs) 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 The job me crazy is me. (laughs) Okay. So with your your background in project management. Have you already started looking for new jobs or have you been like taking a little break? So I've been working since I was 14. So I, like I honestly would like a, a one to two month break for now because I've, I was applying and it's just I was getting just a little bit overwhelmed. But I've also like wanted to do some influencing as well. So I was thinking about leaning into that. I have gotten like 
one or two sponsorships before and all that, but I, ha- I couldn't really focus on it because project managers do take a lot of my time. Yes. So I was thinking about focusing on that a little bit more. But, you know, he's supportive, but at the same time, I don't want to make our situation worse. Right. Okay. Well, then I'm going to put the income to the side for a second. So you have three kids, pre-K daycare and then middle school. How much are you paying a month in daycare? Daycare is about 1200 which I think now that he's starting pre-K, I wouldn't have to pay for the during the day, if I want to keep them for after school, I would have to pay for the after school, which is like two thirty to seven, and that. And I took them out of, out of daycare once I realized that I, you know once they leave me off, I'm like I'm not paying this anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they they the pre K starts in August, and the aftercare will be around six or seven hundred dollars a month. Okay. Six. When pre-K starts. And with your project management job, how much were you bringing in after taxes per month? Like 6500 Okay. And where are... Where do you live? I live in Georgia. I live in Georgia. Oh, 6500 And what is your husband bringing in after taxes? I think he's, it's about 6000 Now, I know with Georgia, depending on how, where you live, $12,500 yeah. $12, a month could be great or could be not so yeah. great. <laughs> right. With y'all, with the income that you both had coming in, were you guys pretty comfortable or was it still kind of tight? We were comfortable with our necessities, so we were we were pretty comfortable. It wasn't tight at all. We live in the outskirts, so it's not that expensive. Okay. So we were comfortable. I think that we were too comfortable because we just didn't pay attention to how much money was going out. Well, it's, so far it sounds like there was just a necessarily financial unnecessary financial bleeding. So we'll definitely talk about that in a minute. So. With your husband bringing home six thousand dollars a month after taxes, is it is it tight now, or is it still comfortable? Your income was kind of extra. I think it's tight because instead of us, because when when we first moved here, I think altogether we were making like four thousand dollars, so we had that budget, and then. It's like, oh, we make way more. We could do this. We could do that. So a lot of, we added on a lot of things. Like our rent was, we moved, so our rent went up. Like, you know, the car, no car insurance. Like all the, all the like basic bills came up to more. So it's over 6000 at this point, I feel like. Which a lot of stuff could probably get cut out, cut out. But I feel like now, like the upcoming month, like it's July, it's going to be really tight. Okay. So... If I had to sum up your financial bleeding in two words, it, would, it sounds like lifestyle creep, not necessarily your expenses, your your mandatory expenses being expensive. It's the, the lifestyle creep because you had the extra income. So you upgraded the cars, you maybe upgraded your home. So rent is more expensive. Sounds about right. Right. Okay. Right. All right. So, but you... You would like to take a month or two break. 
Yeah, I would like to, if if possible. I don't, if possible, I would love to never even go back. But <laughs> but I know that's like, for the goals that we have, I'm of course going to have to go back. But I just would like, at least until the kids are back in school and, you know, I don't have to pay for like daycare and the aftercare and all that stuff. Okay. So I know you said that you would like to stay home with project management. There are so many roles that you can do remote. Have you looked at this? Yeah, I was working remote. I was working remote. It's just when I also feel like when you're remote, it's so much more work. That, that's why I didn't want, that's why I wouldn't mind doing like a hybrid okay. with the remote. And it depends on the industry. I was in healthcare, so it was lots of <laughs> meetings. It was really like mentally. Yeah. Like I wasn't upset when they let, let me go, honestly. I felt relieved. And any other job, I probably would have been like crying. But this job just really took a toll out of me mentally, which is why I need the break. Understandable. So when they laid you off, did you get a severance package? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I was contract, so it wasn't really, it wasn't, you know, I was, they extended my contract a couple times and I was promised a full-time role, but then they were like, oh, we're closing their position, blah, blah, blah. So they didn't really need it anymore. Okay. Well, when it comes to project management, there are so many avenues that you can take that could be a lot less strenuous on you when it comes to like mental, physical, emotional labor. Have you looked into other industries outside of healthcare? Yeah, so I was looking at design as well. I was looking at design, like construction and all that stuff because I'm really into that. I actually did have an interview last week with with someone, but I had an interview for healthcare. I just got PTSD and I was just getting the interview. I said, I don't even want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I'm looking into, I guess right now you could say I'm being extremely picky about the next place that that I am able to, you know, be a part of the next organization because I just, I want something that's going to fit and I don't want to feel like, you know, bad if I have to take a day off or whatever, even if I work from home. But I'm looking at different industries for sure. Okay. Because although... I mean, clearly there's income coming in the household, but it would be better with two income sources, especially with three kids and the cost of stuff just continuously going up. But I, you did say that you wanted to get more into influencing. You've had a couple of brand deals before. How much did those brand deals bring in? So I had three and in total it was about $2,000, but it wasn't all that one, one month, of course. One month, of course. Okay. So I, I mean, I in the digital space, I, there is nothing but opportunity, especially if you, if you can carve yourself out and create a unique perspective for people to be interested and engaged in. But that is going to take some time to definitely going to take some time to grow and sustain, especially since a lot of big brands, because of the economy, they are cutting back on the excess amount of brand deals. Mm-hmm. I know for me, a lot of the people that are reaching out to me, they want to do commission-based brand deals instead of flat rates. And I'm just not interested. (laughs) Right, Um, right. So they're trying to change their model. A lot of them are trying to change their model in a way that saves them money, but it also undercuts the creator. So I'm not saying obviously not to pursue it, but it it is going to take some time. So while you are home for like the month or two, that this is your time to 
really flesh out a game plan for the online brand while you are looking for another job to sustain you guys. So if you're at home for a month or two, you sh depending on what platform you're using, or I'll ask what platform is your main hub? Oh, Instagram. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you are going to continue to have Instagram as your main hub, you know, pumping out as pumping out consistent content often. I'm not going to say quantity because I think quality is going to be the most important. With your influencing, what is your your niche? Self-discovery, travel, which I'm not going to be doing in the next couple months, <laughs> and, <laughs> and styling. And styling. Okay, so what does that what does that look like? I, I don't. So, so for me, it's down. like, you know, giving styling tips, like quick fashion tips for moms. Also, like I'm on a journey of self-discovery. I've been, you know, doing things the good girl way, getting married, having kids, blah, blah, blah. I feel like I've followed this set of rules that I really didn't get to figure out who I am. So now I'm on this journey of figuring things that I like, trying new hobbies, just, just being open to things that normally I like the the older me or, you know, wouldn't, or the younger me wouldn't have been open to. So more so about like self-care and, and the, sorry, it's full out. Self-care and connecting with other, other moms, you know, who's, who typically struggle with the things that someone like me has been struggling with. And I think that's, I think that's a good niche to have because there are a lot of people who are interested in self-discovery. Thank you for expanding on that because like you, many people have gone this the good girl route or, you know, checking off the boxes, go to school, get a good mm -hmm. job, get married, mm -hmm. have kids, but nothing in between there is about, okay, who am I outside of these certain accomplishments? Heck, I'm right. I'm getting to that point myself now <laughs> where I'm finally comfortable like, <laughs> discovering who it is that I am and, and how I want to show up for people. So I think if you lean into that really, really hard, especially on, you know, Instagram and TikTok and maybe even repur repurposing that for YouTube, I think mm -hmm. in the next couple of months that you can start seeing a natural uptick in people who are interested in the content, depending on how you structure it, what your angle is when you're talking to people, how are you talking to them and who your, your target audience or your demographic is. It's not impossible. It's going to be obviously a lot of work. Content creation is not for the weak. Right. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but while you have this time, while you're kind of in between, that's definitely one of those things. And then while you are maybe waiting on a brand deal, you can throw in some affiliate links in there one sale here, two sales there, they'll start to add up. So if you are talking about styling options and you're using, let's say Amazon, for example, well, you could create an Amazon link. Hey, this is the outfit of the day. You have a little story time around outfit of the day. And if you like this outfit and you have a similar body shape as me, you know, this is linked in my Amazon storefront. Something like that. Okay. If you can mm -hmm. get storytelling down pat, it will propel you a lot faster than a lot of people who are just like, oh, this is my outfit, buy my stuff. <laughs> right. I agree. It's something I'm, I'm actively working on. 
And are you following any branding marketing people? Yeah. And one of my good friends is a brand. She's a brand coach. And I, I've talked with her, you know, a couple of times and she's very excited for me to get into the space and like, you know, but I couldn't before with, with my other job, but I feel like now I have some, a little bit of free time in between applying and I can, I can dive in and, you know, present myself. You know, and I just really speak more to more to my community. Like I, I go in there and I'm not consistent, of course, because it's like, like I let life happen. But yes. I'm working on creating like a routine. So when I do get a new job, it can fit into, you know, what the routine that I'm creating now. Okay. So then let's go back to your foundation for a second with your husband. What are both of your short-term and long-term goals for finances and your household and family? I feel like short-term is just to have a healthy savings account and to get the bills on auto pay, to be honest with you, so we don't even have to think about it. Long-term is we want to buy a house and, of course, build up our retirement because we are you know, it's it's approaching us fast. And as millennials, I'm not relying on the government to help me <laughs> when I get older. <laughs> so, because I feel like there isn't going to be any help for us. But <laughs> there's not. But, you there, know, there's not. Hey. <laughs> so we want to make sure we are able to, you know, be able to support ourselves in our, in our retirement age and not, you know, look at our children to help us or, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah. Okay. So you said that he was pretty supportive about your influencing and being a creator. So when you create the plan to talk to him, like have your money date, I think it would be really helpful if you also bring up what it is that you want to do while you're trying to create another source of income and also take a break. And but also acknowledging that, hey, I don't want to create extra burden for you. So can we come up with a time frame that I can have this break that you're comfortable with? And I want to use this time as efficiently as possible to start building my base. But I'm also still going to be working on finding another project management job in a different field so I can also help financially while I'm building my brand. Yeah, I think I can do that. Can you write that down for me? <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, I think I, if I if I say it just like that, it will. It will. I think it will be. It will be good. I have to work on my how I communicate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna ask, what is a time frame you are comfortable with, so I can take a break and work on my brand. So it's like, is it three months? Is it six months? Is it two months? Yeah. And then agree to that time frame. And just for those couple of months or however long you guys agree to, just hammer it out as much as you possibly can. Like be a content making machine. <laughs> right. All right. And then I'm assuming long-term goal too is making sure kids have like college fund and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yes. All right. So until we really 
get a handle on what your income is going to be looking like over the next couple of months. We can talk about the, the next points just to put the bug in your ear, but action steps is going to be really working on that the income stream because there is no paying a, additional debt down or paying taxes back until the income is fluid. Because if it's, if he's taking care of all the bills right now, I don't, I don't imagine there's a lot of disposable income taking the extra, right? Right. Okay. So your main, your main focus is going to be all about income creation, however you can get it. Well, not however, Lord. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, whether it's uh, getting uh, getting back into project management and working on your brand at the same time, whichever comes first. But if you can create a routine where no matter what's happening in life, you are still going to be focused on content creation, because that's that's a different format of a job because there's nobody there holding you accountable. And creator burnout is real. I've been there on too many occasions. So mm -hmm. Figuring out what your schedule is going to look like. When are you going to research topics and trends? How are you going to promote your styling? Because obviously you have to buy the things that you are going to be recommending other people to buy if you're going the affiliate route. You know, how, where's the additional income going to come from to buy those supplies that you need, whether it's the outfits, the cameras, the equipment, because since you're going into or your niche is more so style based but also self discovery i would probably i would probably recommend leaning into self discovery more since it's going to take less money out of your pocket up front if that makes sense yes i was thinking there, that too cuz there's so many ways you can take self discovery you can create you can get on canva.com create a free account and create like little guides, downloadable guides for self-discovery, journal entries, affirmation books, digital affirmation books. You, there's so many avenues that you can take it for free. And then your overhead overhead cost is close to nothing. So if you tell your story, again, going back to storytelling is going to be important, tell your story, Get let people get to know you while you're on this path and what you're trying to help other people accomplish. And then you say, okay, well, this is what I started to do. I started journaling. Here are some of my journal prompts. If you want my journal prompts, you know, tap the link in my bio and get it for $19.99 or something like that. There's so many tools out there, especially with AI. Now, I'm not saying chat GPT to it to death because I think I think everybody's getting tired of it. <laughs> but there are a lot of AI tools that can also help you speed up content creation, giving you ideas writing out outlines and things for you. But I think leaning into self-discovery is going to be more profitable because you have less overhead to get it started. And then especially if you can make it pretty, if your audience is going to be mostly Black women, you can create mm -hmm. little covers that represent them, represent who you are, and you can create a brand around that because I think majority of us weren't really taught how to find ourselves. I know the generation before us, they were just trying to make it. <laughs> hey. Just trying to take care of us. And I think we have a unique opportunity to start out younger and discovering who we are, what we like, what we don't like, what we don't, we're not going to tolerate and how we're transforming as women, you know, without all of the titles. 
there are a lot of women leaning into that aspect now, especially older women, because now they have the freedom to go back and get to know who they are. So mm-hmm. I think if you actually lean into that niche and start creating digital assets as quickly as possible, and then you're also pumping out content that makes sense and resonates with your audience, that'll be a game changer. And I think that you can easily make more than what you were making in project management when it comes to the self-discovery niche. But you have, I think in okay. this niche, you're going to have to get really specific in who you are talking to, like age, interest, current mindset, all of that. Okay. Okay, I will. I, I, I like the idea about the, the journal affirmations and all that. I'm a creative person too, so the, you know, I think that I can definitely cook something up in Canva. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's so many, there are so many tutorials on Canva. And actually there's this lady that I follow on Instagram and now on threads. I can't think of her name for the life of me, but she has been like a powerhouse when it comes to like Canva tutorials. She is literally a Canva guru. Like Canva has I think worked with her, shouted her out a couple of times and she's done things in Canva. I didn't even know it was possible. What? Okay. But yes, following people who can actually help you understand that platform a lot more and quicker would be a game changer. So as soon as you find out what your, your timeline is, then I would say that first day you just start hammering it out as quickly as possible, like writing out your bio, your story getting um, used to telling your story and getting used to being on camera. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, starting start curating a, a community of people, of women who are like you, who are on this journey of self-discovery. Okay, right. I will. And then you are in Georgia, so you have nothing but opportunity of networking with people. How far yeah. are you, mm-hmm. like... All of the the things, <laughs> like like maybe forty five minutes to an hour, not not too far. Okay, so yeah, you have you have a lot of opportunity to network and help build an audience from you networking. There are a lot of people who are snobbish about follower count, which actually means absolutely nothing. But you will right. run into like the rare rare people who are like, oh, I like your story. Yes, you might not have like this biggest brand right now, but I think my audience would benefit from you talking about about self-discovery. Let's see how we can work together. Yeah, that I was thinking about maybe some like eventbrite events or something like that to, to so I can be able to network with people. I'm looking for like Facebook groups right now so I can like, you know, join in and whatnot. Yeah. And then once you start creating content, like I think once you have a solid initial square on Instagram, like, you know, you go to a profile and you see like the first one or two lines. Yeah. I think if you can get the first one or two lines filled with content, then you can start reaching mm-hmm. out to people like, hey, this is what I talk about. I think that your audience would benefit from, you know, my niche or what I talk about, my expertise. Can we work together some way, shape or form? Okay. Especially if you find other people who are getting started with you too, or who are also getting started on their own like branding journey. So you guys can cross promote, use whatever trends are going on. Definitely get on threads if you have access to it, because right now it's like 2010 Twitter where anything goes. Right. <laughs> and I 
I've only been on threads. It's been less than 24 hours and I have already 1500 followers over there. Um, yeah, me too. I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been, I don't want to say tweeting. I've been threading all day. I've been sewing into people all day. <laughs> so. Yes. And I, th I think this could be a really good option to propel you in building a community, especially if you start talking about self-discovery, you know, throwing out some little blurbs or whatever's on your mind that revolves around your niche and your topic of discussion. And you'll start to see people following you and then also engaging with other people and letting the other people who's engaging on that thread follow you. So I, I, I think in the next couple of months, if you are consistent with content creation and building a community that you can have an income source that actually serves you in a way that you can be home with your kids when you need to be and then not be burnt out in an industry that you don't want to be in. Yeah, I, I think so too. I just, I got to get on it. Yes. And then have that talk first. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And then you can also tell him during this talk that you know, I haven't flushed out the full details yet, but if you give me a couple of days, I can come back to you with my plan for the time period that you're giving me. So that way you're including him and he knows what's happening. And then he can also like start to see your vision eventually. Right. Okay. All righty. And then I will still say though, depending if you do get pushed back about having a break, Letting him know that, you know, if you need to, you don't mind still applying for other project management roles. It just, it has to be in a different industry to help me out. And depending on what the job market is looking like, you know, it, you're at the mercy of who's ever going to call you back. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've been applying actually before I even was, was let go, I was applying okay. to different things for the past two or three months and it's been really really hard out here this job market is not not easy anymore especially as a project manager it's very very hard now i can imagine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can definitely imagine and then even if you with the experience that you have with project management would it also be helpful if you look into roles that are it's not project management like project coordinators they have less responsibility yeah. and they may be paid less, but you're still bringing in an income source that's that extra cushion. Right. But even though you have the experience, you still should be able to be paid decently as well. Right. That is true, too. I have been applying for some coordinated jobs because it is less responsibility on, on me. Yeah. So you, you have some options. Add the coordinators to your list and then, you know, get your presentation together to talk to your husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, hey, you know, this is what's been on my mind. Let's have this this conversation, if you don't mind, so we can, you know, make sure that we're all good on all fronts. Yeah, I, I, I definitely am. I, I think it'll be that's it's a great way to start. And I don't know why, like sitting down. I like the the ideas of the money dates and then the regular dates too, but the money yes. dates for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and make sure you bring up the date, the real dates. In the money yeah, discussion. I am. <laughs> <laughs> because I, even though you guys are kind of like operating as roommates right now, it sounds like he is supportive. And it sounds like no matter what you guys are going through, he's still going to be in your corner. So with you initiating this conversation and also initiating the dates, it's also going to show him that, you know, I'm, I'm in here for the long haul too. I'm trying and I want to 
reconnect on all the levels that's possible. Yeah, I, I think so too. He's very supportive though. And he, I, I don't think he'll have a problem with anything. He he will he knows that I'm I'm a planner and so he's like, okay, well what's the plan behind this? Well help me gather a plan and it's like, okay, you know, whatever time you're comfortable with and you know, still let him know that I am still looking and trying to get some income in here. Good. I lo- listen, I am happy to hear that because there are not <laughs> many people who are that supportive. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. You know, they I've I've had people who said, you know, we are more than comfortable. My husband makes, you know, X amount of dollars per month. You know, my money is just really extra, but he wants me to work because he doesn't like me at home. And I'm like, good grief. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's not my expertise. You need to you might need to talk to somebody else. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But I, I am happy. I, I am happy that you have someone who's supportive, and you don't feel like you have to second guess if you want to have a conversation with them. So yeah, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for y'all about that. I just need to get my point together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the next point that we have to talk about is crafting a financial roadmap. Honestly, this is what I would typically do if income wasn't an issue, but there's no point of trying to to craft a financial roadmap because we don't know what income is going to look like over the next couple of weeks. So I really want you to focus on the different avenues of income that you can start generating, whether you are on this break or you are also applying for different, different departments, not departments. Different roles and industries. Yeah. Yes. Different industries, different mm-hmm. roles. And see which one bites first. And then you would also create a schedule. I would recommend that you create a schedule as if you are working. Mm-hmm. So like if you if you were working nine to five at the last job, then you would say, okay, at this time, I am going to be doing this for business. What your lunchtime would be. After work, I'm doing this for my business. And really, I would wake up early and for from six to seven or six to eight, I'm doing content. So you have three different blocks during the day in between what would have been your work schedule. So if you do Mm -hmm. start working again, your job schedule is not going to throw you off too bad because you already have the schedule and the habit of working on content at these certain times. Okay. I like that. That's a really good idea. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I like that. Yes, ma'am. And I, and I, I also know that we didn't touch on all the topics such as, you know, paying off debt, the retirement accounts and paying back taxes, but we can't go any further until we know what full income is going to look like. So this is a conversation that we may have to revisit another time. Once you are either popping on social media or you have another job, we can do a part two of this session in this same format if you want to. (laughs) Because there's no point in creating a plan around that when we don't have the actual numbers and I can't do any projections or anything like that. So I think we, I think you're definitely going to be a part two, a part two guest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I'll be like, girl, you cannot believe that what happened, this popped off and I'm working. <laughs> and I'm really, I'm going to just be over here smiling from ear to ear. Cause I'm like, I'm excited for you. <laughs> yes. All right. well, I look forward to it. I really do look forward to it. Thank you so much for having me on this, on the show today. Of course. 
So just to recap, you're going to have a conversation. Now, when, when, do you, when do you plan on having a PowerPoint done and having the conversation? Tomorrow, because t- I'm tired tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I need okay, so you're going to build out the PowerPoint tomorrow. Yes. Are mm-hmm. you going to have the conversation the same day? Oh, well. Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And then... I don't have much time. I got to get it together. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So once you put the the PowerPoint together and have the conversation, of course, make sure you ask about the timelines, make sure to talk about the goals, what you're doing, and then let him know that, hey, I'm also flushing out what I want to do on the brand side and how I want to make money this way. Okay. You know, I want to talk about self-discovery because, you know, we've been together for 15 years, but I'm just now figuring out who I am as a woman outside of all these titles. And I think other women will lean into it. I, I plan on making money by creating these digital downloads that women can use as journal prompts, affirmation boards, vision boards, flashcards, whatever the case is. And you let him know that it's a low cost overhead because, you know, I can get this program for free. Or if you want to, you can do $14 a month if you have the 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 space for that. And you can create all of this content and you're going to be directing people to your website or the link to to buy this thing and have it delivered. And I think if you can get detailed with him of how you plan on making money and when you plan on making money, I think that'll also help ease his mind if he has, you know, some worries. Cause you know, a lot of men don't you know a lot of men don't talk about what yeah. they're worried about. And then that way it's showing him, I'm taking this initiative. I'm really interested in this. I, I think I really can do it. I just, I would appreciate your support. And if I can ease your mind, I want to give you as much information as I possibly can. And then you can lay it on extra thick and letting them know that you don't necessarily have to have a bunch of subscribers or a bunch of followers. One person could be interested and that can be your first $20 sale or your first $50 sale. And that in those little increments add up as time goes on and as you build your audience. Right. Okay, I will. I, I, I can definitely talk to him about that. And he's seen it too. Like I, I had put out a digital thing way back in like 2018, 2019. I made like $100. <laughs> but I wasn't consistent, you know? So, yeah. so I definitely could. I feel like I can do it. I know I could do it. Mm-hmm. I just need to have that space and to know that, you know, he's okay with me doing it. So I won't feel like guilty for, I guess, leaning into my dreams, essentially. Yeah. And I know sometimes people feel like they're being selfish with leaning into it, but you can't really live life without being Mm -hmm. a little selfish from time to time. And I, I think because you have someone who is supportive, having this conversation with him is going to be a lot easier than, you know, someone who wasn't supportive, (laughs) right? you know, making sure you ask if he has any concerns in lifting those off of him. If you can, if you can do that by answering some, some questions or whatever the case is. But I think during this time, it'll be really important to be as open and honest with the dialogue as much as possible. So that way you guys are building trust on multiple levels when it comes to finances, but then also when it comes to connecting because you guys are leaning into each other and depending on each other for support and what's happening. And then also added bonus of going on date nights once or twice a month to fully reconnect and build that bond again and creating that that stability because 
there's no point of having all this extra income when your foundation is completely messed up. You don't know if you're coming or going. You don't know what home life is going to look like. So that's why I also wanted to make sure that we talked about home life and marriage first before getting into the income portion, because I know a lot of people think money fixes everything, but I think really being able to be close and intimate about or to talk about these things is going to be the most beneficial upfront than the financial aspect. Yes, I agree. And I appreciate you for starting out with that because like I said in the message, like it's Rocky girl. So I was kind of figure out like how to approach this without, you know, seeming like it's all about me. I really want him to feel like he has to say so and because he does and, you know, be involved. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. So I'm going to want to have an update, well, about the conversation whenever you have the conversation. And then I also want to get like maybe a two or three month update to see where you are in terms of your brand and project management or project coordinator. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, Ms. Ashley, I definitely appreciate you for being my first guest on the A Balanced Life podcast It has been fun, and I think you will be a good resource for other women who are going to be listening to this episode because I I think you can be an eye-opener for people who, you know, are dealing with the income portion but also dealing with the the relationship portion. Yes. (laughs) So I really do appreciate you for being open and honest about everything. Thank you. No problem. So that was my lovely guest, Miss Ashley. We started part one, essentially, now (laughs) talking about turning financial chaos into stability. And the reason, again, why I wanted to talk about the relationship aspect first, especially for my married ladies or people who are in long-term relationships, is because it is a lot easier to get on the same page as a couple with constant communication and creating a game plan together instead of everyone kind of just doing their own thing and hoping that it works out. A lot of people think that money fixes everything up front immediately when there's a lot of broken and bruised egos and a a lot of other stuff that comes with us being complicated creatures as human beings. (laughs) So I really hope that you were able to get something out of this episode today. If you have any questions or if you have any inputs or feedbacks, feel free to drop them in the comment section. I'll be more than happy to hear them, see them, answer them. Oh, and if you want to be a guest on the Balance Life podcast in the form of a strategy session, go ahead and click the link in the description box or in the pinned comment down below to schedule your time to be a guest. Until then, peace, love, and bags.